Elevate Effect podcast, where we give you the resources to take you from workloads to workflows. I'm your host, Courtney. I'm an online systems educator for coaches. Fueled by cold brew and a love for watching endless reruns of Friends, I'm here to give you the tools and the support you need to scale your business and take back charge of your life and your time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and let's do the damn thing. Hello, everybody. So today I'm recording an episode uh, about six months after I've had my son, Luca. Um, He actually turned six months uh, old three days ago now, which is absolutely insane to me. It just feels like yesterday that I had him. Um, But I really wanted to share with you guys today what I've learned and what life has really been like running a business and having a newborn, Um, or I guess he's considered an infant now, which is just, you know, also crazy because he's still a newborn to me. (laughs) Um, But let me tell you, postpartum life was not what I expected it to be. And I don't think anything really can truly prepare you for it because, everyone's experience is so, so different. There's lifestyle changes, there's family and friend dynamics that's different, there's locations that impact, you know, what postpartum or what maternity leave can look like for you. So, you know, obviously take this experience with a grain of salt because literally everyone's experience is gonna be night and day difference. And so this is just kind of like my recount of what it's been like. Um, And maybe there's things that you can take from this to implement for yourself, whether it is um, you're also preparing to take maternity leave or vacation or whatever that looks like. I really wanted to take my experience and kind of give my feedback now, having been in this process six months post baby and give you kind of the rundown of what that's been like. So to start off, I'm going to give a little bit of a background on my maternity leave. So Luca was due September 14th. Um, So I was planning originally to start my maternity leave on September 1st. So I was going to give myself you know, two weeks to kind of rest, to mentally prepare myself as much as I could to becoming a mom, prepare my house and nest and all those good things. And also just to kind of in anticipation that maybe he was going to come early. (laughs) That did not happen. This kid is on his own schedule for sure. And not only was he not early, but he was a week late and I um, had to be induced and all that great jazz. Needless to say, you know, this kid is on his own schedule. So I had originally planned to take six weeks off from my business. So Luke was born on the 21st of September. I was planning on coming back into business um, around November 1st of last year. And then the plan was really to kind of ease myself back in. I was not planning to dive back in fully um, or start client work, anything along those lines. I really wanted to kind of have a plan to not have a plan, so to speak. And it was really just the only thing we had planned was for me to show up internally for my team and on meetings and doing some of the internal projects and operations pieces that I had been working on before I had left for my maternity leave. Um, But about a week before I was planning on coming back from maternity leave, I really started to realize like, wow, I am definitely not feeling ready to come back yet. And you know, what is so unfortunate about that is so many of us are not given that option. We're not given the option to extend our maternity leave. We're not given the option to 
feel out how we're feeling as new parents or new moms and really get to make that decision for ourselves. So I am so fortunate and so thankful that I had that option for me to kind of realize like, hey, I'm not ready. Like I don't feel ready. And that's been the beauty, I think, of, you know, one of the biggest things of running my business is I've been able to manipulate and alter my schedule and and, um, what business looks like based off the needs of the my life, right? And what I'm needing for my life at that point in time. And so my team, you know, I came to them like, Hey, here's what's going on. I know I'm supposed to come back on the 1st of November. I don't think I'm just not feeling ready. And my team bless them a thousand percent supported me when I communicated this to them. Not only did they support me, they encouraged me to take more time, which truly words will never ever do justice to my team and how much they mean to me and what their support has provided me over the past six months and my family. Um, and if you guys are curious about, you know, what we really did for prepping for maternity leave with my team, there is actually an entire podcast episode already recorded about this. I'll link it in the show notes, but really what we did to prep the company and the team for me going on a maternity leave. But I'm going to kind of go ahead and dive into some of the, like the key things about, I think what I've personally learned over the past six months compared to what I thought my life was going to look like. So the very first thing I think that we're going to just kind of dive into is really building a team you believe in is key to living the life you want. I think that's one of the biggest things. And this is obviously going to depend on your business model, right? This is going to depend on, are you a service-based business? Are you a product-based business? Are you a solopreneur? You know, maybe you don't have a team and that's okay. Maybe this is going to, like I said, this is going to look different depending on, you know, what your business looks like, your goals, your personal lifestyle, all of it. Um, And so for me, I would not be where I am today without my team. My business would not be running because if it had to come down to it, and I'll be very transparent, is if I had to choose, hey, Court, you're going to be able to step away and spend time with Luca and take the time that you need, or you're going to have to shut your business down, I would have chose my family and I would have chose spending time with Luca. And that's just my personal preference. That's my choice. And that's what I would have had to have done had I not had a team in place. I was just really not in a place to not only you know do the day-to-day work, but there's a lot more that goes to running a business than just the client work, right? There is everything in the back end that goes to keep things floating. And at that time, I did not have the bandwidth or the capacity, but my team completely stepped up when I was out on maternity leave and they kept everything running. Team can be such a hard topic to talk about because sometimes, you know, you just, you don't get lucky, right? And finding a perfect team member right off the bat. And I've had instances like that, you know, where somebody's maybe just not the best fit, um, maybe not as reliable as I would have liked. And it's taken, you know, I've been in business, it'll be five years at the end of this year. It's taken me a while to find those people on my team that I really feel like I can a thousand percent trust and depend on. So it's, this is also to say it's okay to, you know, let people go who maybe don't feel like the right fit and try again. That's, we've had to do that to get where we are now and don't settle when you feel like that, I mean, maybe your applicant's just not the right fit, right? Maybe that you're getting some red flags early on. We've had instances like that happen in the past as well, where we're just kind of, okay, this isn't feeling right. I just don't think this is going to be the best fit. You're having that feeling for a reason, right? And so I do just want to go ahead and preface this with that is 
When a team member clicks on your team, you'll know, right? And you want to invest in people who believe in you and your business and are passionate about supporting you and your clients. Um, I think that's the biggest thing that my team, you know, I know that they want my clients to be happy. I know they want to support my clients and I know that they believe in the business and they are just genuinely good, kind-hearted people that want to see this business succeed. Um, and it's amazing to me you know, how much we're able to do with such a small team. And I truly feel like that's because I have invested in people who are not only hard workers, but who also want to see the business grow and who believe in the business. I think there's a lot to be said. There's certain things you can train on, right? I can train somebody to use ClickUp. I can train somebody to um, use Active Campaign. It is so hard to ingrain in people hard work or communication skills um, and things of that nature. So they're not here to just check off boxes of tasks every single day, right? It's just not, okay, hey, I come in, I did my job, check, 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 and I'm logging off for the day. They're very, very proactive and they are always looking for ways that we can tweak things to up-level the business. I cannot tell you how many times I have logged into Slack or ClickUp for the day and I have a team member proposing a new idea or a new way that we can be doing something. So I really truly think that building an incredible team is one of the biggest things that you can do and support yourself in your business and in your personal life as well, right? Like your business is going to help facilitate that personal lifestyle. And because of that, I didn't have to worry about them not being able to problem solve or make decisions because I know they're capable and because we've also built the systems around giving them the support and tools that they need to be successful. And I also want the same thing for them. I want them to be able to live the life that they want. So this is all around support on the team, right? We're developing this culture and I'm very, very open with my team um, and supporting them. You know, I've had very candid conversations with my team. Like I'll check in, hey, how are you feeling? Are you feeling overwhelmed? How can I support you? Um, if there's something like a transition period going on in our business where I feel like, hey, you know, we might need to be changing roles around. Does this feel good for you? Does it not? And if it doesn't, that's okay. I know I'm not gonna be the end all be all for these team members. And they have supported me so much along the way. What can I do to support them to get to that next step for their life as well? I truly care about my team and vice versa. And I think the culture that we have cultivated on Team EE is genuinely top notch. I think that is one of the things I am absolutely the most proud of in my entire business is the team culture. I genuinely, you know, I feel look at my team as family and I saw that come through during my maternity leave because they all stepped up. They all were there. They all were able to be proactive and really just lead the business. And I, again, words, I could talk about this, how proud I am of them all day long words will genuinely never do them justice. But the second thing is flexibility is key. So like I mentioned, I thought I was gonna come back into my business more in November of last year. After thinking, really listening to what I needed, I decided that wasn't best for me. And even after coming into my business more, it was hard for me to find focus and time and being alone with Luca every day. I'm a first time mom. 
Um, you know, so I obviously had no idea what to expect. And I think even if you have had kids before, every child is different. And so adjusting postpartum is going to be, you're going to have to have some flexibility, right? Because what may be working for one baby may not work for another. And so I really kind of went into this blind in terms of what I would expect for lack of a better word schedule, because I mean, there's only so much that you can be on a schedule with a newborn. And I just, I think that was one of the big things is like, I had to recognize when I needed to be flexible because what I saw happening is I came back to work and I didn't really have a plan, right? I was just kind of, okay, I'm going to dive in here and there. Maybe when Luke is taking a nap, um, then that'll be my time to get some work done or hop on a meeting or record podcast episodes. But what happened was when I started to not have have structure in terms of, and I, I know this is about flexibility, so structure is kind of the opposite of what I'm saying, but I mean it from a schedule perspective of when I was trying to do everything and just throw it in here and there, I was actually overwhelming myself more because I was feeling very spread very, very thin. That's, I think the best way I could describe it is I was trying to be a new mom. I was trying to be a wife. I was trying to take care of a home and our dogs and myself. And that was all a lot. And it started to wear down on me. And I could really, really start to feel it, I would say, about honestly, after I'd say a month or so of trying to dive back into work because I really hadn't given myself or put up any boundaries for myself of this is how much I'm going to be working or this is not. And I've never had to really think about being present, I guess, or available for a lot of other things than my career, because, you know, that's just what my focus has been um, for a very long time. And so having this shift of, okay, it's not just about career anymore, We have family, we have baby, we have these other responsibilities. And that was really, really hard for me to kind of rewire my brain into this is not your sole priority. You have to find balance. You have to find a way to manage all of these things. And at the time it felt so impossible. And sometimes still, if I'm honest, sometimes it still feels impossible. You'll have those days where I think anybody, any entrepreneur will have these days where you're like, holy cow, what did I get myself into? It would be so much easier just to go back to a nine to five. I wouldn't have all of these other things to worry about. Um, I would just need to show up and, you know, do my job, so to speak, versus also running a business and acquiring leads and new clients and things of that nature and, and team and all of these things. You know, there are times where I'm like, wow, still to this day, I'm like, this is a lot. But I really, really started to feel that way. And so what I needed to do was number one, I needed to communicate with my team. I needed to let them know what was going on. Um, That is one of our core values on this team is transparency and open communication. And so I went straight to my team and I said, hey team, this is what's going on. I'm feeling super spread thin. I'm getting overwhelmed. I can feel myself starting to burn out. And my team didn't bat an eyelash. It was, how do we support you? Let's get this taken care of. And so what I ended up doing was I had obviously also talked to my husband and thankfully we're very, very lucky and he has a lot of flexibility with his schedule. And so what we did was we came up with a game plan for my schedule moving forward because this whole just being available when I had the time thing wasn't working because 
I wanted to be able to work in my downtime. And so I was doing too much and trying to be available too much and connected to Slack all the time and responding to messages, you know, every which way. And then I was starting to not feel present when I was with Luca and I didn't like how that felt either. And so there's these, it's just so many weird combinations of feelings of guilt on both sides. Like I want to be present for my team and my business, but I also want to be present for my child. And it's kind of like reprioritizing your life and figuring it out. And it's, it's complicated. It didn't seem like it was going to be, but wow. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> it was definitely complicated. So I talked to my husband and we were able to kind of come up with a schedule where he was going to change his schedule where he had Wednesdays off instead. So that Wednesdays could be my dedicated work days and him and Luca would go have a boys day and he'd go take care of Luca on Wednesdays. That would be my all in work day. And then the remainder of the week, I'm doing Slack and ClickUp check-ins in the morning and then in the evening so that I'm not feeling like I need to be connected to Slack 24-7 or to ClickUp 24-7. That I, I turned off my notifications so I wouldn't get them and then I would just first thing in the morning, I would respond to those, any questions that my team would have. And then before um, I basically was winding down for the day, um, I would go in and respond to any other questions that they may have. Um, that's Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. And then we went ahead and started to, you know, with Wednesdays being my all-in days, okay, hey, these are the days I'm going to take sales calls, record podcast episodes, get my work done, um, any other calls or meetings I need to have. And that worked for a little bit. And then I realized I'm in back-to-back -back meetings all day long on Wednesday, and I had no time to do actual work. And so, you know, this is why I say the flexibility is key because this has been a constant process of fine tuning this as we go and just kind of paying attention to how am I feeling, what work am I able to get accomplished, so on and so forth. And so we then also had to limit my schedule and my availability on Wednesdays to two calls. So whether it's a discovery call and a podcast interview, no more than two calls booked on Wednesdays so that I actually had time to do work that I needed to get done and not feel completely drained at the end of the day. And so that's where we're at currently. That's where I'm at right now is I do two calls a day on Wednesdays and then I have the rest of my day scheduled out um, to actually complete tasks, whatever, you know, internal projects I need to be working on. If there's client work that my team needs support with, we're in the process of hiring new team members. So what does our new hiring process look like? There's all kinds of operational things that come up in the back end that need my availability or my eyes. And so, you know, that's some things that I'm focusing on as well. But I think, you know, being flexible also means that sometimes, you know, if I'm feeling up to working a little late at 11, then that's totally fine, right? I get to set those parameters for myself. And I usually encourage my team to set boundaries with, you know, not working outside the regular hours. Um, and a great way to do this is by setting that boundary for myself too. But with having a baby, I've learned that it's really okay for me to work outside of that because that's when I have the time, right? Um, and so that's, you know, I'm just kind of listening to my body and trying to make sure that I'm just not overdoing it. So being flexible in terms of like, I would say pivoting when I need to pivot and paying attention to how I'm feeling, how the business is doing, how the team is feeling and making adjustments there. Sorry to interrupt this episode, but this will be real quick. If you started your business, you are your own boss, but along with being the CEO, you're also the accountant, the marketing manager, creative director, executive assistant, and many more titles. If you don't do it, it doesn't get done. And if you need help doing it all, you need honey book. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communication, booking, contracts, and invoices all in one place. 
With HoneyBook, you can automate your busy work and they have a ton of easy to use templates for emails, proposals, brochures, and invoices. I personally use HoneyBook to simplify my booking process in my business and stay on top of inquiries and clients in my pipeline. All you have to do is go to the link below in the show notes and sign up today. Alrighty, now let's get back to the show. And then another thing I would say is really taking care of myself. And this really kind of ties into what I just talked about a lot. But after having Luca, you know, I learned what it really means to take care of myself because, you know, I think everybody has a different definition of what self-care looks like. You know, I know that I had mine prior to having a baby. And then after having a baby, my definition of self-care probably looks a little bit different now. For example, I started going to a physical therapy um, every week, not too long ago. And it genuinely has been so incredible. That's just been one thing that I've been doing for myself. And I truly think anybody that has ever had a child should definitely check out physical therapy because it has been a game changer for me. But it's just crazy to think about what your body goes through during pregnancy and after giving birth, you know, whether you've had a C-section or not or vice versa. It's truly, I think there's just, our bodies are absolutely incredible. And I'm just, I, you know, I used to think women were pretty amazing. And I, after having my first child, I'm like, yeah, man, we're pretty awesome. Cause that is a, that is an amazing thing. Just growing a human and um, the way that your body responds afterwards. And I think that, you know, the least I can do is be doing my due diligence to myself and taking care of the body that grew a child. And I've had to kind of stop and pay attention to what does that mean for me now? And again, with the flexibility is also listening to that too is so, you know, throughout my pregnancy and after having Luca, I tried to just go with the flow based on what I needed to do to take care of myself, whether it was going to the chiropractor, taking more time to rest. And after I came back into business more and I was feeling that, you know, that drain and that burnout, that was another thing that I really had to pay attention to. So I decided to set those boundaries and, and that's really what worked for me. And um, what I would encourage anybody that is making a transitional change in their business or maybe is going through something personal in their life and it's going to affect maybe the trajectory of your business or how often you can or want to show up, I think just listening to yourself and paying attention to those cues is really important. And sometimes it's hard because it, it hurts your pride and ego sometimes, I'd say, to say, hey, this isn't working for me anymore. Um, and it's not to say that you're failing, right? Because it's definitely not failing. My life's evolving. I've accomplished a lot and it's it's not failing. And for some reason, I think in my mind, I was associating with not sticking to my timeline. Um, Maybe not necessarily failure is probably not the right word, but I would say just not sticking to my plan. And I laugh at myself now every time that I look back and thought I would have a plan. after having a baby um, because now after having him for six months it's um, very much not the case and I you know I, I applaud my optimism when it comes to that but Um, Another thing I would say that was really, really big for us was team communication. And like I said, team culture is vital. Um, You know, on our team, we have built out an extensive onboarding program that really immerses our team from day one. Um, We truly want our team to understand the why behind what we do and not just be task rabbits. And we're also really big on communication and transparency, like I mentioned, and always keeping each other in the loop. So that's been huge throughout my pregnancy and post-pregnancy. And, you know, from the 
day I went on maternity leave, we actually implemented um, these end of week Slack check-ins. So if for any reason while I was on maternity leave and was kind of getting the itch to pop in and see how things were doing, there was one spot I could go to look. And so it was just so I could have a pulse if I wanted to. And this was literally just, it was a message in a Slack channel. It was literally just called maternity leave. And it included bullet points for like what projects my teams focused on each week, any issues that came up and how they were solved. And then if anything was lingering from that issue and then what each team member did for self care that week, because that's also something I want to make sure that the team is doing too, is taking care of themselves, right? We don't want people to feel burnt out or overwhelmed. And I want to make sure that because it is really easy when home is work and, you know, work is at home, then it's easy to get sat down at your desk and you know, forget to get up and rest or eat lunch or take a break. And I want to make sure that I'm supporting my team to do that too. And so that's something that I wanted to make sure that they were updating me on is like, Hey, how are you guys taking care of yourself right now? Um, and like I said, it was just super helpful for me because I didn't have to go through endless Slack messages to get a pulse on my team. I was able to quickly see what was going on. If an issue had popped up, how did they fix it as a team? Um, because it's not just always about, you know, Hey, this was the issue or we had a problem. Um, we want to be, solution finders, right? And it was helpful for me to see how my team was starting to solution find and critical think in issues when they came up when I was not available. Um, and so that was something that we were doing. And honestly, you know, post-pregnancy, my um, postpartum, we, we've tweaked this process a little bit to add in some more details because, you know, originally I was planning to come back and I didn't think we would need to have, you know, a maternity leave Slack channel anymore. I didn't think it would be necessary, but because I'm only coming in on Wednesdays to work fully and just doing check-ins for the rest of the week, I needed to have a little bit better of an idea of what was going on. And so then the whole team now, we've, we've tweaked those end of week messages to be project updates like, hey, here's my project updates for the week. Then we also have, you know, any issues that came up, how they were solved and then things my team needs from me. So there's literally a section in that template that says, what do I need from Courtney? Um, and so that is just a consolidated place for me to go and make sure that I'm not missing anything. So I'm not bottlenecking any tasks or projects or, you know, anything going on in the business for my team. And so those are the things that I address first is, okay, my team needs me to review this or my team needs me to do that. If I miss it for any reason throughout the week. Um, it's just kind of like a catch-all for me to make sure that, okay, nothing got missed or, hey, we don't need anything from you. We're not held up on anything. Um, and so that is one spot that I do that as well. And then again, we still do the check-in on self-care. And then um, we also have each team member put their big three focuses for the following week. Just so I have a pulse on what they're working on, we do not believe in micromanaging. That is not what we want to do or the culture that we want to foster. And that's why we have things like ClickUp, right? We can go in, we can check people's tasks and things of that nature. It was more so, hey, what are we prioritizing for next week? Do we need to shift these priorities? Did something change um, that we need to accommodate a shift in priority for as well? Um, and so that's really where we were focusing on that too, is at those end of week check-ins. It's like, okay, did anything come up more? We need to pivot. And so this check-in has really helped us streamline our communication. It has helped me um, have a place where I can make sure I'm just keeping up um, with my team's needs and supporting them as much as possible because that's one thing I want to make sure I'm always, always, always doing is supporting 
supporting my team because they have done such an incredible job supporting me. And I just want to always make sure that they're feeling good about their role and what they're doing as well. And, you know, overall, you know, I've been super transparent with my team about working hours and how I'm feeling. So if I ended up having a rough night, you know, with Luca, I let them know, right? I probably wouldn't be available much the next day. And so they always know what to expect from me. Like if, you know, Luca didn't sleep or um, he's teething, I send a quick Slack message. Hey guys, Luca's having a rough day. My response time may be slower. And I'm just always, always facilitating um, open door, open communication and making sure that I leave that open for them as well. But honestly, you know, my journey genuinely boils down to team and systems And I would say prep for maternity leave was also a really big key. Like I mentioned, we had that podcast episode on that. Um, But I think for me, it's really just been um, being comfortable with change and being okay with not having a plan with which, you know, for me being very type A, that was hard and that was really, really uncomfortable is planning to not have a plan. But that honestly was probably one of the best things that I could have done because it took some of that expectation off in terms of you need to show up at a certain time. And I feel very, very lucky that I was able to do that. So, you know, honestly, there's so much, so much I've learned since having uh, my first child. And I know so much more that I'm going to continue to learn. And, you know, overall, um, I think, you know, the best thing to say is, you know, motherhood's unpredictable and it's okay to take a step back when you need it. And it's okay to change things up, to take care of yourself, to take care of your family and just whatever comes your way. Right. And I think that's really the big takeaway here is just get comfortable with being uncomfortable, be okay with things being unpredictable and ever changing and ever evolving and just learn to, you know, take it a day at a time. I think that's the biggest thing that I've just had to tell myself um, when I'm starting to feel overwhelmed or anxious or a little burnt out with things. I just, okay, what can I do today? What can I do to feel accomplished? We're going to take it a day at a time and tomorrow will be different. Um, And that's really, I think the biggest things I've reminded myself along the way. And it has been a working journey and it will continue to be a working journey, but I just kind of wanted to share what that has you know been like for me personally because I I know it's different for everybody and I really just kind of wanted to hopefully this resonates with somebody that's maybe had um, been in these same shoes or had these same feelings Um, and I just really wanted to make sure I share that with you guys today so 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 glad that you joined me for this episode Um, and then if you guys have any other questions as always please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram and our Mighty Networks community let me know how you like the episode Um, love hearing from you guys otherwise I will see you guys on next episode. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Elevate Effect podcast. If you liked what you heard, share the episode with your best friend, team member, or even your dog. If you have a minute, leave a review below or DM me on Instagram to let me know what you want to hear on the podcast next. Thanks again. And I can't wait to see you next week.